Welcome to another episode of the American Nightmare Podcast. This is episode 49, recorded Woo-hoo. April 27th, 2022. Pushing up on 50. Yeah. Wow, episode 49, we're creeping up on 50 fast. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, all right, all right, calm down, all calm right, down. Right, right, miss, right. miss, put your top back on. All right, all right, all right. That was great. kind of applause needs to be done at the 50. Oh, dude, someone just got slapped. Did you see that? <laughs> was that Will Smith? <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we looking at here? Horror right, news. So, yeah. Well, let's see. Um, let's talk. Let's get started right away on some horror news. Uh, Fangoria Chainsaw Awards are returning May fifteenth. They're going to oh, be on sweet. Shutter. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I was going to say they used yes. to they used to be on like USA or nice. something. Nice. Yep. And then they went away. Now they're coming to Shutter starting May fifteenth. Awesome. Very excited for that. I love Fangoria Magazine. I have, I actually have four or five issues of Fangoria Magazine from the 1980s that I see awesome. going to when nice. I was a kid. I just started getting it again last year, like the subscription. Yeah. Um, th- they only come out, I think, quarterly now, and it's like a, a big, thick like epi- uh, version, and it's got like a glossy cover and stuff. It's nice. It's nice. nice. Yeah. Um, Chucky. Season two slashes into production with Brad Dourif back on the voice as the killer doll. Coming Did you back guys to watch season one season yet? Two. No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't it was really it. good. I enjoyed it. I yeah. actually, like, it was one that, like, each week I was looking forward to it coming on again because I wanted to watch the next episode. Nice. Everyone has been telling me, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. And I just haven't got around to it. That's what, Netflix? Sci-fi. Uh, it was USA or sci fi. It was kind of a, like a joint okay. release, which is kind of weird, but. Uh, my only caveat is like the very last episode got a little like like weird, but maybe that was for the next like to carry it over to the next season. But it was good. It was it was good. I have to I have to check and see. I don't know if this is uh, if it's on Hulu or where it's at on streaming right now. It's got to be somewhere, right? I would think, yeah. Scream Factory has announced Scream Factory TV, a twenty-four by seven horror channel that is launched on April fifteenth. Competing with Shudder? Yes. Scream Factory TV will be home to a variety of uncensored fan-favorite horror, thriller, Mm. and sci-fi films from the past, in addition to hosting special events and curated marathons. Mm. The launch of the 24-hour channel TV will feature such horror classics as Bad Moon, Black Christmas, Carnival of Souls, Cat O' Nine Tales, Chopping Maw, Class of 1984, great movie, Communion, uh, The Company of Wolves, another great movie, the Crush, yep. Dark Star, Day of the Dead, Exorcist 3, Forbidden World, Galaxy of Terror, House on Haunted Hill, Hill, Humanoids from the Deep, The Last Man on Earth, Magic, Night of the Demons, Night of the Living Dead, Nightbreed, Director's Cut, <laughs> Nosferatu, Piranha from 1978, nice. Silent Hill, nice. Silent Night, uh, Deadly Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, Sleepaway Camp, The Slumber Party Massacre, Stepfather, Willard, Witchboard, and Witchery are all starting now this month. And Glitter. Boy. <laughs> I'm, excited. I'm excited for it because 
I don't know if you guys knew, like Shout Factory. Um, they're the ones who release all those re- remastered uh, DVDs, they, Blu-rays, yes, they right? Do all the remastered DVDs, and they bring back stuff that's not in print anymore. Uh, but they had a streaming channel, but it played like classic sci-fi, like uh, uh, what was that, uh, Robo Man? You know, the old Japanese uh, TV show. They, oh, they play yeah. a lot of weird shit every now and then. But now they're adding another channel, which is the Scream Factory, which I'm excited for because there's a lot of things that you can get on Shutter, and they have a lot of unique Shutter exclusives, which are awesome. They have a lot of great shows like Creep Show and and the Last Drive-In and all that other fun stuff. But this is going to play some very old classics that you probably won't see anywhere else. Yeah. Do we know what the subscription is going to be? Like, fi- like probably like five ninety nine or something like that. It's free. Oh, free! Like yeah. Tubi. Yep, and it has commercials, so you deal with the commercials, but it's free. Yeah, but like, like with Tubi, it's like what three or four commercials through the length of the film, which is yep. Well, no. the only difference here is this is a live streaming TV channel, so you can't pick shows to watch. Ah, uh, okay. It's you like a watch. It's like it's like one channel. Oh, okay. Like back in the old days, you put on yep. channel twenty-seven. Oh, I got I got to like tune in at eight o'clock tonight if I want to watch that. It's a, yeah, it's, a, exactly. it's a lot like uh, when you turn on Shutter, the Shutter app, and it's like broadcasting whatever their live show is at that time, and then hmm. you can go and select different things. But there's Shutter TV where it just has a constant stream of shows back to back playing. Yeah, what, did they say what uh, platforms are going to carry the uh, apps out? Uh, right now, I downloaded it for Apple TV. So I have it for Apple okay, TV. Apple what TV. I do know is that it's not going to be available on the PlayStation, just like Shutter is not available on the PlayStation, because mm-hmm. PlayStation likes to control what children can watch, and they don't have any parental controls built into the platform. Bastards. What's it called, Scream? It's called Scream Factory TV. The app is available on the App Store for Apple. It's on your iPhone or on Apple TV. And I believe it's also available for uh, the my smart TV. So your smart TV that has apps, uh, the Samsung, yeah, yeah. Screen, screen Factory channel is available on that. Cool. Cool. Um, the reboot that nobody asked for, Bill Skarsgård is the star in the Crow reboot. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Reporter reports that Bill Skarsgård will be starring as... The main character in the crow, Bill Skarsgård. That's the guy who played it, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I could see, um, I could see his uh, is it his brother or his cousin, uh, the guy who played in the Northman, That's Alexander Skarsgård. I could yeah. see him as the crow. Yeah. I, I, you know, Bill Skarsgård. Like, I don't know. Well, I think because the crow was a skinny, lanky dude, right? Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah, Bill Skarsgård probably fit into that role, all right. He's muscular. Yeah, how he'll do as a yeah. as a stunt fighting guy, I don't know. But I guess it's, I, the reality is, I just don't think they need to make this reboot. No, I'll, I'd probably yeah. like when it's free. I'll probably check it out because I I really enjoy the original. But yeah. no, the first one was really good, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, I just posted a video on Facebook yesterday. I don't know if you guys got a chance to catch it. Bodies, 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 a new A24 slasher. That looks good. Just received an R rating. This is a comedy horror, and it looks fucking phenomenal. It does. It looks really good. Is this Has A24 done comedy horror before? I, I was trying to think. I don't recall. I don't. They've, I don't they've all been pretty serious horrors. I don't yeah, recall a comedy yeah. horror. So. And they've been pretty good yeah. for the most part. There's a couple yeah. of poo-poo stinkers in there, and some that are kind of iffy to call them horror, but there are decent yeah. horror movies in there. I don't think there was any comedies, though. But just a quick summary of, the, of what this new movie is. When a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, the party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing 
fake friends and one party gone very, very wrong. Uh, Bar- bodies, Bodies, Bodies had its uh, world premiere at South by Southwest uh, just this past uh, couple months ago, 2022 film festival back in March. Um, so far, the reviews have been 95% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, at least by the viewers who have seen it on at South by Southwest. So that nice. makes me feel good. 95% fresh? Yeah. Probably going to be yeah. a pretty good comedy horror. The world always needs more comedy horrors. That's true. It does. <laughs> It's my go-to genre. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, a new documentary is coming out called The Robert England Story. It's a documentary about the Freddy Krueger and Stranger Things season four actor, uh, which just wrapped with Eli Ross, uh, Lance Henriksen, and more. Oh, cool. All talking heads, talking about the life and times and starhood of Robert England. Um, yeah, I, I think he's one of the reasons that they, they have a hard time remaking the night. Whoa. You guys, what happened? Your network is crap. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. I don't know what the hell happened there? Um, you know, you can you can really easily make, remake like Friday the Thirteenth or Texas Chainsaw Massacre but or Freddy, Halloween man. because Just you can't, can't redo Freddy. Freddy. Like because yeah. it, it was Robert England made yeah. that role. Like yes, with all the quick whips and the quick uh, quirks yeah. and the, the 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 goofiness of some of the things he said. How do you beat any of that? Yeah. It's sad because it's a great, uh, you know, um, franchise, but uh, also... Then the voice, too, for sure, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, recently watched an interview with Nicolas Cage, and he says that Dracula has wrapped filming. It's going to reach theaters in about a year. Principal photography on Renfield is officially wrapped, according Sweet. to a Twitter post by the director and um, retweeted by... Uh, other actors on that thing. So it says, check your calendar. In 365 days, it'll hit the big screen. Sweet. His movie, his new movie just came out this past weekend, didn't it? Un- yeah, the Unbearable Talent. Or un- was it un- Unstoppable Talent? Or- yeah, yeah. I-, I wanted to go see it, but we-, we had so much shit going on this weekend that I didn't get a, get a chance to. Do either of you guys go see it? Or- Not yet, but I'm definitely, no? I'm definitely no. going this weekend to see it. Because let me tell you, I watched a couple interviews with him. Uh-huh. The guy is... <laughs> bonkers but damn i'm so excited to see this movie now because he's talking about how he's like i'm playing a character named nicholas cage that isn't nicholas cage but it's a character nicholas cage that <laughs> i'm intrigued to learn about and play and i'm like what the fuck dude <laughs> but just the method actor playing a guy who's playing himself it kind of makes me think about do you guys ever watch um being john malkovich uh a yes. long time ago so w- w- when you talk about like um uh, what's the guy's name? Kaufman, Charlie Kaufman, that you know wrote mm-hmm. and directed that. Yeah, yeah. He, I watched this interview once where uh, he was talking about when Charlie came to him to say, "Listen, I want you to play yourself in a movie." <laughs> and John Malkovich was like, "What? Why would I want to do that?" And he's like, "No, no, no. It's not really you. It's a caricature of you." And here's the idea. And when he told him that, he's like, "All right, I- I'll play it." But it, and when you talk to John Malkovich, you're like, it's not really me, and I'm not being me, and I'm not acting like me because I don't act like that. But I'm acting like a character named John Malkovich, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm watching this interview with a, you know, with a, um, what's Nick his Cage. face, Nick Cage, and looking, and what the fuck, he's like, so I, he's I doing can't the same thing. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Can't wait. Yeah. To see it. Uh, Nightmare Alley. Uh, has a black and white version 
that Gimel de Tora has released. It's coming to Hulu. It's it was That'd released be cool, I think. last that might week. Make it, I that might make it totally different. Right? Yeah, I, I I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, the director of photography Dan uh, Lusison spoke uh, on a uh, uh, interview on Collider, and he said that uh, when they designed the shots for that film, they always were thinking about all of the shots in color and black and white. Uh, so all of the classic lighting that they used in that movie was lighted and was lit specifically for being able to make this available in a black and white version as a mm. homage to the incredible masters of cinematography that inspired him to become a director of photography. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. It's kind of like... I like that movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen... Um, I got the Blu-ray version of, of Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, yep. you know, the Logan rated R... And then it had Logan Cinema Noir, which was the black and white version of it, which was really good, actually. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Um, the Firestarter score is composed by John Carpenter. It's now available for pre-order in vinyl. There's a sample Sweet. track available online that you can download. Uh, here's the following synopsis to the movie, which is going to be coming out soon. A new ad- adaptation of Stephen King's classic thriller from the producers of The Invisible Man, the girl with extraordinarily psychokinetic powers, fights to protect her family and herself from sinister forces that seek to capture and control her. For more than a decade, her parents, Andy and Vicky, have been on the run. Despite um, desperate to hide their daughter, Charlie, from a shadowy federal agency that wants to harness her unprecedented gift for creating fire into a weapon of mass destruction. Andy has taught Charlie how to diffuse her power, which is triggered by anger and pain. But Charlie turns 11, and the fire becomes harder and harder to control. After an incident reveals the family's location, the mysterious operative is deployed to hunt down the family and seize Charlie once and for all. Charlie has other plans. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, the trailer looked so-so. Like, if yeah. uh, my daughter and I watched the original a few years ago, and my daughter was not impressed by it. And really, mm-hmm. for the year the movie came out, it, it wasn't awesome, but it wasn't horrible. So I don't know no. if they're going to be able to do much more. It took more me with a long it. time to watch that movie. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I just I just, just never seemed to interest me. So I, like, just... I mean, back, you know, back a long time yeah. ago, I like, still just... The story it was based on was pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I probably won't go to the theater to see it. And it's no. one of those ones that I'll, I'll wait till it's streaming, you know, on one of the services that I, I have. I'll watch it. I like Zac Efron. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it, it like, the, the trailers, I mean, it, they, they look decent. But, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's something about, like, I don't know, that, um, that subgenre of horror is just, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, recent interview on uh, YouTube um, by with Nick Castle, the man who played Michael Myers in the original Halloween. Nick Castle says uh, the story ending to Halloween Ends, which comes out next year, will be surprising to fans. So it's going to be good? <laughs> that Maybe that's the surprise. <laughs> he actually dies. Um, Nick Castle, who played the mass slasher Michael Myers in the original Halloween film, has shot multiple cameos uh, um, for these new films. Uh, his cameo was actually cut from Halloween Kills. He recently appeared at Steel City Con and during a Q&A panel said that the fans will be surprised by the new film. 
Halloween Ends comes out in October, and um, I don't know how I'm feeling about it. But uh, I post, uh, I'll post a link to his interview up on YouTube from CinemaCon, uh, so you guys can take a look at that or anyone that's interested. Uh, I wasn't impressed by the previous movie, so I'm not sure. You know, I might not even watch this one. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel so um, betrayed by the <laughs> by the second movie. Yeah, they got my hopes up again with yeah. the, with the you know the the previous one, and I was like, oh, they did, they actually did a pretty good remake. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch Halloween Kills. Yeah, and yeah. then I was like, oh man, this. I mean, there was some good kill scenes in it. There really was, but the story was just. They phoned. They finally watched. Listen, it's not. Oh, a, did you? Yeah. It's not yeah. a and knock to. Do, do you concur? Yeah. It, was. it wasn't. It's, it's not a knock to Danny McBride and the other producers and co-writers of there the script. There was some bad acting in it, yeah. too. It, it, wasn't, it was not great. It was not great. No. Yeah. Even Jamie Lee's just getting... Phoning her, in. Her acting chops are not, not there anymore, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, that's all I got for news right now. You guys got anything else? I got a couple movies that I watched uh, since last time that... Uh, Go for it. Um, uh, have you guys seen Velocipaster? Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's like one of those B movies that's like so bad that <laughs> you like it because it's so bad. Like, they, they, I don't know what the budget. They must have had like a five dollar budget for that movie. It was. It was. It was total total B movie. It was so cheesy that like I I. I I didn't mind watching the whole thing. Like it was, it was just because it was so bad. I'll, I'll say this much: it was really bad, but some of it was really fucking entertaining. <laughs> it was. It was. The, it was like, so bad. It was so entertaining. It started off with like him coming out of church, and his parents are waiting for him across the street, and they couldn't afford the pyrotechnics or the special effects, so it just had like a black square there that said "fire." <laughs> it just said "fire." <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" Uh, was, uh, Somebody so, maxed out their credit card to make that movie. <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, I also watched the new uh, the new one on Netflix, "Choose or Die." Did you guys watch that one yet? Not yet. No. Nope. I yeah. liked it. It it didn't get very good reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb, but um, I thought it was pretty good. It, it's uh, it's an interesting take. Um, it's like an '80s uh, computer program that uh, is like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. And it's like uh, possessed by some ancient demon, and it like you can't like stop playing it. It was pretty good. And then I watched The Green Knight the other uh, the other week too, that which, was good. Which, I saw which that. is like horror-ish. I mean, not really a horror movie. No, I mean it's got a, More of a monster in it. Fantasy. Yeah, but yeah, I I thought the uh, the the cinematography in it was really good. Like you know. Oh no, it was, it was a beautiful movie. I like the story was good. Yeah. You said the cinematography, the, the you know the landscape was beautiful. Yeah. So those are like horror, horror kind of horror things I've uh, checked out over the last uh, last month. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Um, how about uh, this week? This month's uh, five great flicks uh, on a All streaming right, service. That's me. I uh, had uh, picked some movies coming off of uh, Amazon Prime nice. Video, and I've seen all of them. <laughs> that's why I can recommend them uh, no specific order I went with uh, Hell House LLC nice. good one good one that's on there um, that's a sleeper I mean we've I think we've that's been brought up I liked it I haven't seen any of the other the sequels but I heard the, the they do have part two and the part two looks good and I heard part three is really good too oh there is a part yeah. three 
Well, okay. Dumb people just yeah, keep going back to that happens. house. Yeah. No, the ending of first part, I have to watch two and three, obviously, but the ending of the first part. Yeah, I thought it was really good. That, them clowns at the bottom of the stairs creeped me out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I like to pick movies that probably is under people's yeah. radars. I usually typically do that on my list, but uh, Creep Show 2 is on there. Nice, nice. I don't know why, for some reason, but Creep Show, the original Creep Show is just never on anything. Uh, but they always have Creep Show 2. I'll tell you why. Did you know? I'll tell you that? why. Because Why? the original Creep Show is contractually assigned to multiple different streaming providers, uh, uh, and okay. things like HBO and whatnot. So when when they have it, their yeah. contract is exclusive, so you can't find it on other streaming services. So you got to yeah. no, and they don't show it; they're just sitting yep. on it. Bastards! <laughs> like H, you're right. HBO probably has it. Uh, wouldn't doubt. I used to watch it as a kid. Yeah, on HBO yeah that first one is like great. It's like a like a warm blanket, you know. Like it's not what you want some nostalgia, sure. like. Love that movie. Yep. That 80s, like, Love that movie. good stuff. And it's still good. It still holds. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. the stories and the practical effects are good. Yeah, so uh, Creepshow 2, which was, I think, I liked Creepshow 2. The, uh, my the favorite, I think, good. was the one with the the, the, the black, lake thing. Yeah, yeah, the, the black slime. The black slime on the lake, yeah. yeah. And that girl's, like, yeah. laying on the thing, and it, like, starts pulling her face into yeah. the... That was cool. Oh, Dude, yeah. the best part of all is at the end, when you think the guy's getting away... And he gets up on the beach yeah. and he's like, yeah, and then the thing just goes wrong yeah. and takes him. <laughs> that was cool. Yep. Yep. Um, and then uh, Bubba Hotel. Oh, I love that movie That's too. That's a good one. Oh, classic. If nobody's seen it, you have to see it. A little Bruce Campbell mm-hmm, action. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Children of the Corn. Oh, the original. Nice. Is on there, the original. I think, are they remaking that or making a series, Dude, I think? they made so many different Freaking yeah, I thought I, I, thought I saw for made for TV. There was a made for TV one. The there was. Boy, right? uh, I swear though, I thought I saw like there's a series coming out on like Shutter or HBO or something like that. I think you're right. Like a like a right. Children of the Corn like series. I swear I just saw that yeah. recently. But I haven't I haven't watched that one in a long time. I don't know if it still holds. Yeah, it's been a while oh, for me, but that, that always creeps me out. Like, uh, you know, like Malik. I mean, Malachi by himself is just a creepy looking kid, you know? Yeah, it used to a whole bunch, right? But like I said, I have to go back. There was a T. There was a TV series, Children of the Corn, back in 2009. I don't I don't see any new uh, ones. I don't have to look. I, mean, I swear I saw that they were doing like something new. And then the last one is uh, St. Maud, another probably. Oh, that's a great one. one. That was one of my really top good. movies of 2021. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's a, like a real, real slow burn, and then that like last like twenty minutes. Oh is God, like, yeah, it's a whole until the last yeah ten fifteen minutes. You're like, Whoa. you're like, what the? But it it holds you yeah. attention, mm-hmm. though, right? You're just like, what, you know, you're just cu- you're very yeah. You're trying to figure right? out what what what's really going on. What was that one? Yeah, Saint Maud. Yeah, that was a good one. Saint Maud. Yep. So it's free on Amazon. Good list. Right now. That was, that's good list. List. Yeah, Children of the Corn has that's eleven films. Damn! I wow. Yeah, I swear that I saw something about it. I think I, I honestly stopped at one. I never, I never watched the rest. There's, I don't think I did either. 1984 was the original Children of the Corn. Then Children of the Corn Two: The Final Sacrifice came out in '93. I may have watched Children it, of the but... Corn Three: Urban Harvest came out in '95. <laughs> Children of the Corn Four: The Gathering came out in '96. 
Children that of the Corn Five Fields of Terror came out in ninety eight. Children of the Corn Six 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 Isaac's Return came back in nineteen ninety nine, which brought back the ca- the, yeah. the actor that played Isaac. He who lies behind the rose. Uh, Children of the Corn Revelation came out in two thousand one. Children of the Corn Genesis came out in two thousand eleven. <laughs> Children of the Corn Runaway came out in two thousand eighteen. And then it looks like there was a there was a prequel that was supposed to come out in twenty twenty. Well, yeah, yeah maybe that's really what it was. I, I knew I saw like right. something like that was supposed to be out. Because you really don't know. It's like these people boo into an abandoned town, and these kids are just wacky, right? They should show you. Yeah. They should have showed you a long time ago, like a prequel, like what happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's funny here. It says in 2020, the news reported that the film was about to be remade as a prequel and shot in Australia during the 2019 pandemic. Oh, yeah. It got, it got uh, delayed by the pandemic. Yeah. And then it looks like it got shelved. Hmm. Yeah. I knew I saw something about it. Like, I was like, I oh, know no, I saw that they were doing. It came out streaming in October 23rd, 2020. It did? Yeah, and it made, uh, well, I mean, it wasn't in the $2. box office, but this, the budget was $30 million. Uh, and it did, I don't even remember seeing, like, anything for it. Like, yeah, it did, not, it did not make its money back. Hmm. Yeah, it re- looks like it was supposed to come out in theaters on October 2020. But what was the last like one called? What was that um, one called? It was just called Children of the Corn. It's a, it was a uh, prequel. Prequel. Oh, okay. Wow, All that's right. uh, that's interesting there. Nice list. Yeah, very good. So check those out. Very good. If you got Amazon Prime, check them out. Awesome. So now let's talk our top five list. Which is a repeat. It is a repeat for a show that got erased accidentally. The best show. The best show that we ever recorded. And, and I'm going to say my list is different than it was. The I think mine's time. probably about the same. No, mine is the- nearly the same. I remember last time, like, we had different, like, I did actual, like, ones with, like, like, like rock songs and stuff like that. And I think you guys did, like, more, like, like you know, I like did, scores Oh, yeah, I did stuff. rock songs and scores, too. But, yeah, yeah. No, mine's primarily all just scores. soundtrack. Oh, is it? Yeah, not rock songs. Uh, let me see. Who is starting this one? It's Craig Crisell. This is our yeah. top five horror movie soundtracks. Right. Go for it. So, go ahead. It's your turn. You're first. So, my number five. It's probably going to count. It's not a movie, but I went with Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got some good uh, tunes on that show. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Big, nice. Big 80s vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, some of the synthesizer stuff. I like that in oh, some yeah. of the movies. I didn't even think about that. That's good. That's a good one. I think Fear Street had some of that, you know. Yeah, they had some, some good stuff, too. The, the 1984, the synthesizer stuff. I like that. Uh, number four, I went with Psycho, the original Psycho. Yep. Nice. Soundtrack. That sort of draws you in, right, when she's getting mm-hmm. killed mm-hmm. in the shower. It's very repetitive, though, that soundtrack. I think they play, yeah. <laughs> they play the same song, like... But it's one yeah. you can buy in vinyl. They, they, I mean, I've seen reprints of that for on, on vinyl. Cool. Oh, really? Yeah. They do have a, a, a new turntable I bought two years ago. So I'm enjoying vinyl nice. again. 
number three, I went with Halloween number three. Nice. Again, a lot of cool synth in that. Dude, the, the commercial music is the stuff that you can't get out of your head. Shamrock. Yeah, Silver Shamrock. Two more days to Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I think John Carpenter did that. The synthesizers and stuff on that one. Could be I wrong. No, I thought he wasn't involved in... Was he? He was. Yeah, it was surprising. Right. I didn't think he was, yeah. but he was. Maybe he's a producer. He was something in that one. Like I said, I did. I totally thought he was out of the picture on that one. But uh, number two, I went with uh, The Exorcist. Oh, nice, nice. The piano. Yeah, yeah. The music of too. Halloween Three is John Carpenter, and he was the pro- he was executive producer in the movie. Nice. Uh, yeah, Exorcist. Nice. That's a good one. Um, number one, probably a surprise to everybody. Uh, I picked Insidious. If you, <laughs> you're not gonna appreciate it unless you go back and, and listen to it isolated. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do like that now. Really, yeah. the music is very creepy. Yeah, all right. Sure yeah. And I thought it wasn't the movie because that's where I was like, oh man, this movie. You know, that's what sort of makes it scary. Part. You know, it's like. Yeah. The scenes on with the music on top of it was just creepy, and I remember, and I I went back and listened to the music just all by itself, and it's yeah, I have to go music. check it out now. Yeah, very nice. Yep. nice. That's my number one and uh, honorable mention. I went with uh, Lucifer's Satanic Daughter. <laughs> nice. Oh, I forgot to download wizard. that. Oh, you didn't a, get it yet? A little like no shit. Little Electric Wizard. Yeah, actually. Electric Wizard is awesome. Their music's good, yeah. for sure. Would you, did you watch that movie? We'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it later. We'll <laughs> talk about it after we're done with the top five. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. I, I want to. I just I, I had a lot of shit going on. So nice. nice. Good list. All right, man. Chris, your turn. Yeah, mine's a bit more uh, commercial stuff. You know, songs that were done by, like, you know. I have a mix. Various, yeah. various rock groups and uh, rap groups and whatnot. Um, uh, I, I enjoy when soundtracks uh, do that kind of stuff. So my number five is uh, D. Snyder's "Strangeland." That's a good they one. Had a lot of really, a lot of really good songs in it. Plus, the, I thought the movie was really good it was too. Very like good. I, I, yeah. I was very impressed by that. Yeah. Um, um, had a lot of like old like uh, like punk rock songs and some Twisted Sister in it. And my number four, uh, I didn't care for the movie at all, but the Dracula 2000 soundtrack had some some good stuff in it. Um, again, the movie, mm. number three, the lost boys, some real good stuff in that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, the doors. Yeah. The doors were now, oh, that was a doors. Re- it was a remake. Oh, that was no, uh, th- echo and the bunny man. Right. No, it was echo and the bunny right. man. That you're right. Doors That's correct. Yeah, you're right. Right. Uh, my number two is the shocker soundtrack. I love that one. The dudes of wrath. Yeah. yeah. The dudes of wrath. No, they had some really good. Like they, I think they did like three songs in that one, and yeah. plus it had Megadeth in it, yep. and uh, forget who else. Um, a lot of good was tunes in that Megadeth, one. No more Mister Nice Guy. They did the No More Mister yeah. Nice Guy cover. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I think it was uh, what was the Dangerous Toys? I think had a had a song yep. in that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then my number one is Demon Knight. Um, I had that had some really good stuff in it too. Also had some uh, some Megadeth and had some uh, Machine Head. And some Pantera, and uh, it was a it was a good soundtrack. Very so, nice. So, yeah, 
And I, I think this is almost exactly like the list that I had probably last time. Probably three three years ago. Any uh, honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, my I had one honorable mention: Idle Hands. Oh, that's a good had, one. Had some some good like '90s uh, yeah. like punk in it, and uh, you know some hard rock and very nice. All right, uh, my top five. My number five is Shocker. What, nice. What a shocker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Dudes of Wrath. Dudes of Wrath, man. Megadeth. And that was just a great Wes Craven film. Yeah. Uh, my number four, Death Proof. Oh, shit. I forgot about that one. That one had some seriously rocking tunes in it. I really like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that one. My number three, Suspiria. The whole soundtrack by Goblin. Fucking love oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, my number two, The Devil's Candy. Oh, yeah. That had Metallica. That, I had that on my list of... Sun O. It had like... Yeah, I think I had that on my list the first time. Probably because th- when yeah. we did this list, we did it with the review of The Devil's Candy because yeah. of all the music yeah. in that uh, movie. Yeah. It's one, that's why I said my list was a little different. So I, I remember I did have that one on my, my And my number list. one, which was the number one back then, too, was Trick or Treat. Trick the or whole Treat, soundtrack yeah. by Fast <laughs> Way, which I used to love Fast Way in the 80s. And when they came out with that soundtrack, <laughs> it was completely Fast Way. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. Yeah. Any honorable mentions? My honorable mentions, I got a couple. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dawkins, oh, yeah. Dream Warriors, amongst Dream others. Warriors, yeah. yeah, good tune. Uh, my number two, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That was the Dickies, that whole soundtrack. Fucking amazing. Love that one. Yeah. Uh, my number three was Phantasm, 1972. Uh, that movie, that so good. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then my last one there, my fourth honorable mention, is uh, the Lucifer's Satanic Daughter, which, of course, <laughs> the whole reason I bought that movie is because I, I love uh, Electric Wizard. And they did the whole soundtrack for that. Pretty awesome. All right. Very cool. Awesome top five. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Real quick. uh, (laughs) So, Lucifer's Satanic Daughter. What'd you think of it? It was pretty fucking weird, right? Uh, Real weird. And it was (laughs) ultra B movie. Like, like filmed. It looked like it was filmed on, like, personal cameras or something. It was very. Nice. Those are good sometimes. Sometimes that makes the movie even better, you know? But even the first song in the movie, I was like, oh, dude, it's like, it, you know what I mean? It wasn't Electric Wizard. It was uh, when they were singing in the van. Yeah, uh, I couldn't even remember. Lionel Richie? No, no. It was all, no. <laughs> it was all metal. <laughs> yeah, no, no, was it the first? I don't even remember the first. Ah, I can't think of it. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. Uh, I didn't see it, so I can't. Uh, I can't uh, even. Yeah. But they let's see. Uh, I'm just looking at the soundtrack right now. So they have Lucifer's Satanic Daughter by Electric Wizard. Uh, they have. Huh, I don't know who the, the Bra- Brian Jonestown Massacre. That's 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 yeah. the one. That's the one I was thinking of. That's Enemy, not metal at yeah. all. That's like it's like heroin yeah. music. Yeah. Uh, then they have uh, the Brian the the Brian Jonestown massacre. Bring me the head of Paul McCartney and Heather Heather <laughs> yeah. Mills' wooden leg. I actually have a, a Brian Jonestown massacre uh, t-shirt. Funny shit. 
So I have a Brian Jonestown Massacre t-shirt, and I heard that song. I was like, fuck yeah, like nobody knows. Nice. Well, just the name That's of this cool. song, Bring Me the Head of Paul McCartney on Heather, Heather yeah. Bill's Wooden Leg. <laughs> That's uh, funny shit. So actually, I don't know if you watched Anthony Bourdain, but he actually interviewed the, the lead nice. singer from the Brian Jonestown Massacre. He was over in Europe, and he like sat down with them. He's an interesting cat. But uh, Black Mass by Electric Wizard, Black Magic by Ryan Rickard. And Miss June 1975 by Matt Hollywood. So, interesting soundtrack. Yep. Yeah, th- that movie was wild. Um, wasn't particularly awesome, but uh, if you're if you're um, into psychedelics and you're on them while watching that, it could probably mess you <laughs> up pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right, awesome. Uh, now we're gonna do our review. This month we are reviewing Antlers. That came Antlers. out in what 2022. Right? Is that twenty? Or was it last year? Was it twenty twenty one? Antlers, yes. Yeah. It did move to HBO pretty fast, though. I it think. did because if you recall, the original trailer came out in twenty nineteen because yeah. of the pandemic. It got pushed back multiple times, uh, and yeah. it's one we talked about back in twenty nineteen as being one that we were eager to see because the trailer looked yeah. so good. Yeah, and uh, it was. Produced by Guillermo del Toro, right? Yes, yes, yes. And he always, yeah. you know, he always puts out pretty good stuff. Yeah, very much so. Um, so this one was available on HBO. Um, uh, it was originally slated to come out in 2019. It came out in 2021. Um, it was uh, directed by Scott Cooper. Um, it was based on a short story called The Quiet Boy. It was produced by Guillermo del Toro, David S. Groyer, J. Miles Dale. Uh, it starred uh, Jesse Plemons was in it, which was kind of awesome. Carrie Russell was uh, the lead uh, female role. So Amy Madigan was yeah. in it, which kind of blew my brain because uh, I haven't seen her in films in a long time. Um, so, yeah, it was it was uh, pr- that little kid was really good, too. I thought yep, pretty good cast, pretty good crew there. The story that's. Uh, yeah, that kid act, acted real, real well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Although he, the, he's actually 15, and I, I swore he looked yeah. like he, he said he was 12 in the movie, and I, I would have guessed he was like 10. Yeah, because he was pretty small, yeah. pretty scrawny kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on purpose. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. So just a quick summary of, of what the movie's about. It's an isolated Oregon town where a middle school teacher and her sheriff, uh, who is a brother, become embroiled in an ignatic enigmatic uh, student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with a ancestral creature. Um, so loosely, uh, not to, let's give a spoiler warning right away, so we're going to talk about things in this movie that are spoilery. So if you did right. not watch it, we are going to reveal a bunch of elements of this movie and it will ruin the surprise of the movie for you if you haven't seen it. So if you mm-hmm. have not seen it, pause here, go watch it, come back and hear our review. Yeah. Um, so this movie, which I wasn't sure, but I, I, I the the rumors like when it was announced that it was going to be involving um, a uh, uh, win- a Windigo, right? Right. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, mythical creature to to actually you know have a movie about, which is kind of neat, right? So. Um, yeah, and and Guillermo del Toro seems to do like movies like that, like revolve around like fairy tales yes. or like. You know, like legends, or you know, so yeah. And the the cool thing is, they um, you know 
first of all, the movie takes place obviously in a modern environment. So we're in Oregon. It's in a very rural town. Obviously, very poor town. Super depressing. Uh, yeah, it, like it, it was. Every day. It was. <laughs> the movie was very. Everything about that movie depressed well, me. You, it was a very depressing movie. Obviously, you're talking about the Pacific Northwest, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, uh, people here in California always talk about, oh, oh yeah, I got some friends. They moved to Oregon. They lived there for six months and moved back. Because what happens is people yeah. in California go, oh, I'm going to go on vacation. We'll go up to Oregon. They go during the summertime when it's beautiful and sunny and nice, and they don't realize that it actually rains nine months of the year in Oregon. Yeah. And and just like Washington State, like you live near the Pacific Coast. I can tell you from California here that when it's rainy season, the rain just comes in off the ocean constantly. And in the north, it's much, yeah. much worse than it is in Southern California here. Uh, so plus cool. it was an old mining town and like the, the, the they shut the mines oh, down. Yeah. So I mean, like we can uh, speak in experience of that. Right. Because we live in the and really part of the Rust yeah. Belt where parts of Pennsylvania were all mining towns and they're all pretty much abandoned the towns i grew up in like jim thorpe and lee heighton and those areas well yeah where, yeah, where i like grew up going Pen- back in time right going back in time i grew like, up ugh. in penarger which was an old slate quarry town and yes. like you know once they started making roof tiles out of like you know composite and stuff like that like all, yeah, all the jobs it, went away and everything became pretty much um a, a town full of meth labs aka <laughs> that's exactly what's going on in this movie right so you have this yeah, poor yeah. family uh, they clue you off right off the beginning that dad is yeah. going to an old abandoned mine. And what's he to doing in the mine? Meth. Him and a guy are making meth. And what's meth. happening is they're trying to, there's, you know, they're getting ready to, what is it, reopen the mines. So the dad yeah. and his partner are trying, their shit out. They're trying to relocate the meth lab before someone shows up at the, at the mine and finds, you know, finds the meth lab there. Uh, and in that moment is when you hear the sounds of the creature and they go to explore it and... Uh, his partner gets killed, and he gets injured, and then leaves. Yeah, uh, and that is where, and they do it through a series of of uh, backtrack, you know, like flashbacks. Yeah, to tell mm-hmm. you what happened yeah. after that event, right? Yeah, um, and you learn that number one, the kid's mom died. He lived in a very kind of disconnected family. He was the what you would probably call in the '80s a latchkey kid. You know, nobody's home when yep. you get home from school. Dad's out making meth with yep. his partner. Mom is dead. He's got a younger brother that isn't going to school. He's hanging out with dad or whatever. Sort of has to take yeah. care of him. Yeah, right? a lot of responsibility for right. The young so when kid. he gets, and he's a tiny, he's a tiny kid, and he gets picked on a lot. Gets picked on a lot. Gets beat up a lot. And 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 when his dad comes home, not well. The flashbacks reveal that you know dad realizes he's not well. He's beginning mm-hmm. to metamorphosize yeah. in some way. His hair's falling out. He's looking pretty ill. And he realizes that he's having some unnatural urges, likely to eat, yeah. you know, cannibalize his children. So he puts locks on the doors and locks himself in and tells his kids, I'm not feeling well. Don't let me out. Don't leave me out no matter what I say or do. Uh, which is a lot of responsibility for a little kid. Uh, that, <laughs> that 12 and 7. I think his brother was 7, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, now, for whatever reason, I don't recall how the brother got. That that was one thing that escaped me too. I'm like, how did the brother get get sick too? Right, but I, they must have shown it, and, I, and I'm thinking, did I miss oh, it? Because he was up in the room. He was up in the room. Did he get? Him, but right? he sent him up there bit? because he got sick. Yeah. His dad, the yeah. dad, was up there by himself, and then all of a sudden, the kid said, "Hey, he's he's sick too," and so he they brought him up there. Yeah. So I couldn't figure that out. Yeah. But then they, the, the things that they cut to, which is fucked up, and, and I thought was done really well, 
is, you know, the kid coming home from school and he's watching the vulture circling over somewhere. Yeah, and he yeah. he goes there and he picks up some roadkill carcass. Yeah. Yeah. And then they sh- and then he sees that skunk. Or he sees that skunk, and you see him pick up a rock. and And I'm still. Trying, I'm like, what's he gonna do with? Like, is he gonna? Kill? And then and then, it, then he start to find out what the hell's going on. Yes. And then they they he brings that roadkill up into that attic room, and the dad comes out of the shadows like a fucking monster and starts eating this dead. He cuts it up first, though. He doesn't just bring up like the whole chunk <laughs> of roadkill. He you know he 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 slices it off and puts it on a plate, which, yeah, which you know it's a. That's a good kid right yeah, there. He's you know, trying to take care of dad and his little brother, give him some roadkill, something bloody to eat, right? And then the little brother, you know, picks up the pieces and he's chewing away at this, you know, roadkill. And I'm just like, that is fucking sick. It's some sick shit. Uh, and then the kid locks the door, and then you know, a couple times. And then, like, when they showed his dad, like the second time, like all of a sudden, like he's got, like he looks like a Care Bear, like his chest is gl- like glowing yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the. F- fuck is going but, and then he's like here. looking through the keyhole of the door and his eyes look like animals like you know yeah uh it was pretty wild but and then you have the teacher who who's like seeing this kid and his behavior in class and he's getting bullied and beaten up and whatever and she's thinking you know this obviously this kid is subject of abuse right because he got into a yeah, fight you find out she's got a history of abuse right so he got into a fight at school she takes him into the nurse when they take off his jack his shirt he's got all these bruises on his back right that indicate that perhaps he's being physically abused at home. So the teacher is concerned about it because they show some flashbacks of her childhood where she was, like, molested and abused by her father. And apparently yeah. the brother was involved also in some way. Yeah, they don't really get into him because he said, you, you know, you don't know what happened to me. You don't right, know. Right, when he gets into that argument about, you know. Because she left. Yeah, and she basically is like, yeah, we need left. to take care of this kid. Like, I need to take care of this kid. And he's like, no, no, you don't. You don't understand, you know, what happened to me. And that's when. Yeah, and her brother was the, the her brother yeah. was the sheriff. Yeah, and that's when he comes. By default, in case that nobody else wanted to do it. Right, right. Yeah. And then that's when he comes out and he's like. Yeah, and he wasn't really super good at it either, was yeah. he? No. Well, and and then the, the same thing too is like he's like you know it's a worn out depressed town everyone's on crystal meth yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. fucking making meth labs you know it happens all the time like what are you gonna do right and every time they find a body it's like yeah there's another body <laughs> um, it's probably not you know it, you know there's no coincidence whatever right right so um, you know you, you get that far in the movie I I thought it was great number one it really kept my attention. Like, I wanted to know what the fuck happened yeah. to that dude. Like, why is the dad, like, ch- changing into something? Yeah. And uh, it was definitely a slow burn, though. It was definitely a slow burn. Like, it, it, it took a while to, to build up, yes. which I didn't mind. I didn't mind because I thought that, like, it, I, I even though it was depressing, I thought it was shot well. Like, it, you know. That's the one thing that really got me is how well some of the cine- cinematography was. Like, yeah. the shot where they show the kid looking and seeing the the... The circling vultures. There were a couple scenes where, like the um, in the woods, when they fil- show the shot of like the bodies, fucking gruesome. Like the guy that was oh, the hunter yeah. that finds a guy like torn in half, like half his. There were some good over practical here. effects. Yeah, good practical effects for sure. Good practical effects for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 the the acting was really good. I think the acting was really dude, good. Dude, I was too. so surprised so that, that when I saw Jesse Plemons in there. I'm like, holy shit, he's in another movie. He, this guy's in a million movies, and he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, and the guy that hit was his partner. He yes. was in a bunch of shit too, and I couldn't dude, remember what I saw him from. He was in Empire Records. I look at him, I go, "That was it, yeah, Wait a that, minute, dude, yeah." Isn't that the guy from Empire Records? 
Yeah, he was one of the the the, the burnouts that worked at the at the Empire Records. He's the one that yeah. goes, "What is wrong with you today?" And he goes, "What's wrong with today?" Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew I recognized him for something. And it took me almost the entire movie. I was like, Empire Records. Yeah, right off the bat, I saw him. Like, that, that's the fucking guy from what was his name? I can't remember his name from Empire Records, but that's the yeah, one that stole the money and went to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it. But the kids' acting was the good acting too. It was great. Like yep. I said, like really good. Yep. I felt bad for him too. Like his brother. Remember? Oh uh, yeah. Like, it was like the hunger pains, and he put the headphones on so he couldn't hear his right. brother. Right, like, oh. and then and then you get you know you get to the point now the teacher is concerned about the abru- abuse, brings it up to the principal, who is uh, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Amy Amy Madsen? Is that her? Her name was uh, I don't remember. Yeah, you just mentioned earlier. Yeah, she was in she was in a lot of great movies too. But anyway, so she is like, all right, I'm going to go to the house. Talk to the parents, see what's going on, and then she gets to the house. And the thing that really mm. got to me is every motherfucker that goes to that house just opens the door. Like yeah, if you're yeah, knocking yeah. and nobody answers, don't walk into somebody's house. You don't know what the fuck. Is well, I, I guess maybe because there's so much meth going on, they figure maybe someone's like dead on the floor, so you you better check just to always a possibility, just to be safe. I guess. But she, yeah. The thing is, she walks in the door and smells death. Right, mm-hmm. like immediately oh, yeah. she's. Yeah, that's where you turn around. And then and she hears that. commotion upstairs. Right, and then she's yelling, you know, the dad's name, the kid's name, trying to figure out who's up there, and then sees the locked door and fucking opens it. Now, here's the thing that drives yep. me insane: is number one, that obviously that person didn't lock themselves in there. Right. So why the well, fuck I think would she, you open it? I think she thought that the little boy was locked up in there. Really? She thought. I. I. I think that's what I. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe she thought that the, the the little kid was up there. Maybe the dad was off, like cooking math or whatever. All I know uh, is that during that whole scene, from the moment she walked in the door to the time she unlocked the locked door, I'm like, "What are you doing, lady? Get out yeah. of that house!" She didn't have a gun. They. They didn't show us anything to believe. She was like a master at like you know. J- jujitsu or anything like that like why what's she gonna do what, what's she gonna do even if it was a meth lab why <laughs> yeah. would you walk into it <laughs> like, well we saw what she was gonna do when she got up there right well get eaten she she <laughs> got up there and she saw the little boy right because you saw the dad is hiding in the shadows and you see the little boy yeah. in the faint light and when she goes to see the little boy and see that he's okay the fucking dad attacks her from behind Dude, that scene was brutal Brutal. Rips her fucking throat out, just blood everywhere. It was really brutal. Chews her face off. Chew, like, pulled, like he had her cheek in his in his mouth, and he's like, yeah. God, he just rips fucking face off. And how cool was that creature too? That was like insane. Yeah. My, well, so then I guess he must have had enough human flesh then that he could finish his metamorphosis. Morph into the into the final. Yeah. That was the best scene ever. I, that, like yep. antlers started coming out of his I mouth. I loved and shit. it because like his chest is like glowing and beating, and then you just see like his yeah. head goes back and he's like yelling, and the antlers and the fucking head of the creature like comes out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. it reminded me of uh, American Wolf in London tr- uh, American transition. Werewolf in London, yeah, yeah. The, the best though was when they went up and found his his carcass layer there, and they were trying to figure out what the fuck yeah, happened. Yeah, like split up the middle. It's like, what is this? It looks like uh, this guy was split up the middle in the chest. And it's it's like it's burned. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucked up. Yeah, it was weird. But needless to say, once she went in there, didn't close the door behind her, got eaten by the dad. That finished the metamorphosizing of him, and boom, he's out in the wild. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we see another great scene. The bullies are picking on the kid again, yeah. and he's running home, and he takes a shortcut I love that scene. through the woods, 
and this Wendigo jumps out of the trees and just fucking tears him to shreds while the kid runs. So part of it, I guess part of it still knew that like that was his kid, right? Like, or yeah. Well, and that's the thing is near the end of it, he was gathering his children to take them down into the mine. That was another one of my favorite parts when he still had the dad's face attached to his like beak Dude, or whatever the hell it was. It wasn't even attached. It was like what he did is like he <laughs> knew that he was a monster, so he peeled the face yeah. off and he was wearing the skin <laughs> of his face. Like on his nose yeah, or whatever. It was, fucking <laughs> yeah. weird, man. It, was so it was weird but funny too. It, it was fucking like, gross, is what it like was. like trying to disguise himself. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking uh, gross. <laughs> Dude. And that, that that scene where like in the shed where he fucks Jesse Plemons up like like that was a violent scene too like like he he had like his antler like stuck in his back and was like jerking him back against the the that was crazy and, and, and the thing was too like when he first attacked him he kind of just laid down like he was dead yeah but once once the Wendigo knew he was still alive he fucking came yeah, at he, him again through the back wall of the shed. I was surprised he made it. I, I was surprised that he made it at the end. Like, and I was like, man, he, he's like walking around sure with just his arm taped up. Dead, like, yeah, yeah. He had his flak jacket on, I think, right? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe uh, that. Yeah, like softened okay. the blow some. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that movie, like, uh, there were plenty of very creepy moments, like when the when the cops were outside the house, kind of just monitoring things, and you can hear the howling of the windigo in the background, and the kid is like, "Yeah, my dad's coming for me." He's coming to get yeah. me. He's going to take me yeah. to be with my brother. And there was some some there was a couple jump scares too that were organically placed in the movie. You know, they weren't just like thrown in yeah. for for random jump scares. Yeah. yeah. And then it, like there was I got I was kind of sad there at the end too when he like you know it, like cuz when that old um Native American guy told the story, it said the only way to, to do it is like to to destroy the heart right. and then it will find another host. So yeah. she she you know, basically destroyed the heart of the, the dad, and then it went into his little brother, and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, man, that that, that too was like, because I could tell the, the older brother was like, uh, my little brother, and then the girl's yeah. like, that is not him he's, anymore. He's going to get okay. He's going he's gonna to get better. No, he's going to get better. He's not going to get better. No, he's not. And then he started making the howling noises, which was really fucked up, because that little kid is like, Arr! Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Uh, so then she kills the little kid, and then you think like it's all over to go back to the house. She's adopting the kid, taking care of him. Obviously, he's gonna major trauma, and that's where the the cop, you know, Jesse Plemons, is like, you know, you know, it's like raising a tiger. You just don't know how he's gonna wind up when he's older. Like, what you know? Yeah, and and at first, like I, because well, they, they, you know, at the end of the movie, they have that little thing where he turns around and he's like throwing up the the, the black yeah. stuff. And I had to go back to the, the very beginning of the movie where they showed you like the the like the the fairy tale like the little the writing at the beginning, because yeah, yeah. I'm like why why did it go into him? But it was like like the the frail the you know people who had like bad lives like it, you know it seeked out people who right. you know were broken, and we didn't know what happened to him. But something happened to him, that, and that so he's mentally broken that he's not revealing, and that right, and yeah. so it left the two from the broken dad to the broken kid to him. Yeah. So I was like, man, he must have been pretty bad off too. He was hiding it pretty good. Yeah. Because yeah. at first I was like, wait a minute, how did how did it jump into him? But then I was like, oh, I remember at the beginning of the movie, it, it, it explained yep. like where how it like sought people out. Right. 
Right, and that's why it was typically, you know, uh, the the I'm assuming that the the Wendigo previous to the father was probably another meth head that was working in one of those meth labs. So chances are yeah. it was like hopping from one meth head to another. The only other thing I didn't I didn't I don't I don't want to say I didn't like it. Like they had all those like like the the, the bags hanging up, and they, they never only briefly yeah they never really went in any details of what all those were. Just briefly, yeah. the the Native American guy said something about it when they were in the cave and they were all like hanging up there. But like I'm like so. But like, how, how does it work? Like, what, what's it? Why, why yeah. are they doing it? Why are there so many yeah, of them? It doesn't. Uh, they didn't reveal that. Was it a? Pro- I thought it was some type of protection. It was, but but what, like, like the little kid had one hanging on the door. Like, well, like I know he yeah. was reading that book on like like, you know, like legends and shit like that. But I'm like, maybe, maybe did it tell you how to make maybe one maybe of those that's things? Why in that the book? kid, the like the the older brother didn't 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 hop to him, you know. Maybe. But they didn't. You're yeah. right. They didn't clearly explain any of that and and have you understand it. You just kind of had to go. Oh, okay, that's protection. Yeah, <laughs> that was like one of the only things I was like, nah. Like I wish I would have known more about what those were for. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, you know, watching this movie, I enjoyed it. I I, I wasn't sure what to expect of it, but once I saw all the actors that were in it, yeah, the acting was really spot on. I loved all of the all of the cast. Really did a great job acting in that film. I agree. Um, I agree. The the practical effects were very good. The I I thought the practical effects were really good. A lot good. of yeah. the digital effects you could barely even tell that they were digital effects. It was really good. That mm-hmm. was well done. Cinematography was cinematography good. was um, amazing. Um, it was definitely uh, definitely a good movie, and I would say that it's definitely worth watching. Uh, I just want to look, and I haven't really looked. Um, what Rotten Tomatoes gives this. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, let's see. Wow. Uh, so uh, critics are giving it a sixty percent, and audience is giving it sixty-eight percent. Yeah. Really? So it did well. Yeah. So it's uh, cert- it's uh, it's fresh, man. Look at that. Uh, most of the reviews are actually pretty good. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, even the audience views are pretty good. So the average rating is a three point six out of five. Uh, out of five, that's pretty good. And I was a little worried, like the first half hour. Like I said, I, it was a slow burn, and it was very depressing in the first half hour. I'm like, man, I hope something like happens soon to to get me over the fact that I'm so depressed watching this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. But it uh, it was a good payoff at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. It's available on v- on Vudu for three ninety nine. You can rent it. Amazon Prime three ninety nine. You can rent it. It's free with your HBO Max subscription, and it's on Apple TV. You can rent or buy it starting at five ninety nine for the rental price. Um, it is a very decent movie. Um, I would say it's definitely worth watching. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as part of that, I was doing a little bit of research because I was like, man, Windigo, you don't hear a lot about Windigos, but uh, things in like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and shit, people often make a Windigo as one of the monsters or whatever. Uh, but it's funny because in the APA, uh, the American Psychology Association Dictionary of Psychology, there is actually a Windigo psychosis. Oh, wow. Uh, which uh, comes from the Algonquin Indians living in Canada. These people have hmm. a syndrome characterized by delusions of becoming possessed by a flesh-eating monster, and it's manifested in symptoms including depression, violence, compulsive desire for human flesh, and sometimes actual cannibalism amongst the Algonquin. Well, sounds exactly like that monster. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very interesting. Anyway, uh, I'm going to say... 
I give it a uh, 3.5 star, uh, 3.5 out of 5. Yeah. That's where I was going to go, too. Three and a half. Yeah. I was going to say four. Nice. So, uh, three and Yeah, three we'll give half. it a, uh, the American Nightmare podcast of three and a half. Definitely worth watching if you like these kinds of um, horror movies based on legends. It's very cool. Uh, well done, well written, well directed. It did burn slow for a little bit, uh, but uh, it was well worth it. The payoff was good. Yeah, I agree. For sure. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, we are working up to episode 50. Next month is our 50th episode. Is that fucking wow. crazy or what? Uh, yeah, it is. We're trying to figure out what do we want to do special for the 50th episode. And I'm thinking we might do a live stream simultaneous at cool. the time of recording it. Um, we've got a couple options. I'm thinking we might live stream it on YouTube. I don't know if that makes any sense. We can do that. Or we can yeah, I mean, live stream it on Facebook, or we could live stream it simultaneously on Facebook and YouTube. Whoa, look out. <laughs> I don't know if my bandwidth can handle that. I have gigabit, I have gigabit networking, a gigabit uh, internet connection, but sometimes my, uh, sometimes my firewall can't handle it. Uh, but we'll give it a try. So I think maybe next, uh, next month we might do a... Uh, we'll, prob- we'll nail down the date. We'll post it on Facebook. Uh, and we'll also... 50th anniversary celebration. Yeah, 50th ep- episode celebration. I can't believe it's 50 episodes. How many years have we been doing it? Since 2017. January, the beginning of wow. 2017, right? Or was That's the crazy. end of 2017? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have, I'll say, uh, we're up on uh, YouTube now, and we have a lot of people viewing up there. So I encourage anyone that uh, is listening to this on anything else, if you have a YouTube subscription where you're able to play stuff in the background please feel free to play us on youtube uh that'll add some views on there and subscribe to our channel on youtube because as we start thinking about the possibilities of additional live events and or other types of videos that we'll put up there i think uh it might be worth having a subscription so you can see what's going on um, yeah, one of the things we could we could do is uh, we were we were talking earlier about the three of us possibly doing um, some Evil Dead, uh, you know, tag team stuff. We could uh, maybe do like a event where we invite like listeners, listeners to uh, yeah. to, to, to play along with some Evil Dead uh, video game. Um, yeah, we can we can do that, and I can I can hook up my uh, PlayStation Five so we can live stream that on our YouTube channel. That'd be cool. Uh, also, we talked about the possibilities and email us um, if you're interested in this. So send us an email at um, feedback at the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com. But I'm thinking we might do uh, watch parties. Uh, I was thinking about the idea because a lot of these streaming apps that we use to watch our shows have the ability for you to click and have a watch party where you synchronize play with other people so you can kind of virtually watch together but in different locations. Uh, it might be interesting to have a uh, listener yeah, watch that'd be party cool to try. Uh, where we could watch our movie of the month or something all together. Maybe even, like I said, I can live stream it from my side uh, and have, some, uh, have a, a watch party with our listeners. Uh, it would be interesting. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, but things to consider. So if you're interested in any of that, please send us an email feedback at the hyphen American Nightmare uh, hyphen. Uh, yeah, I'm just fucking that up. <laughs> feedback <laughs> at the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com. Uh, also visit our website, 
the hyphen American hyphen nightmare.com. Visit us on Facebook. Um, and uh, let's see. I also want to touch base real quick. Talk a little bit about what's going on with the uh, subscriptions so far. Uh, we are pretty consistent at 100 listeners for every episode uh, right off the bat. So that's at least 100 subscribers. Um, our most listened to show is still All the Devils Are Here with 720 listens. That's insanity. Uh, I'm assuming that a lot of people have heard about that movie and think that it might be good. Let me assure you that it's not. <laughs> uh, that episode was filmed in April 12, 2018. Uh, we recorded that episode, and uh, it is still our most listened to episode. Just be—I don't. We didn't finish that movie, did we? We we stopped yeah. it with like like 20 minutes I left. I think uh, I think we we did we watch it at Craig's house, right? We watched that one at Craig's house. Was that right, or was it at your house? It was in was my house because I, I picked and I remember it. I going, I "Oh my god, this is unwatchable!" <laughs> and then we did stop watching it. <laughs> Yeah, we're like twenty minutes left. I'm like, all right, I, it's we because we kept waiting for it to get better. Like, you know, something horror movie like is going to happen soon. And like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and then our second most listened to is the Babysitter, four hundred and seventy-two episodes. Our very first episode, just getting started, was three hundred and fifty episodes. Near Dark, two hundred and seventy-six. Crawl, two hundred and fifty-six. Killer Queen, two hundred and fifty-three. Who's watching Oliver? Great movie, by the way. 236 listens. And Better Watch Out with 232 listens. Also a good movie. Yeah, Better Watch Out was a great one. That was a great selection for the Christmas episode. Yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, so tell your friends. Subscribe on every app that you have to listen to the podcast. Check us out on YouTube and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. And uh, just some quick mentions. Uh, Riverside FM is uh, the tool that we use to collect and record this podcast. And I want to thank uh, the app uh, opening music. Give credit to that one. It's called Thor's Hammer by Ethan Mexel. Um, and uh, we, will, uh, we will record an episode and uh, talk to you next month. Uh, we look out for the information on the live stream. We will post the date on Facebook. Uh, and we'll find some way to post and advertise it on uh, YouTube, on our YouTube channel. So check that out for next month. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. All right, see ya. <laughs>